Okay, hello and welcome to the Delusional Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Bria Jones, and super excited you're here. This is definitely going to be some different content, as I'm sure if you saw the title. We're going to get a little sexy. We're going to talk about libidos today. Okay, not something I've ever talked about publicly, but hey, it's life, okay? Let's stop acting like we aren't horny sometimes. Before we jump into that, I would like to address the white cast on my face. If you're watching, you may see that I am shining like an Oscar right now, which honestly is a mood, but it is. I wanted to show you guys the self-care for the day. If you don't know, I like to do self-care on this podcast because it's not only self-care for us, but also this podcast is self-care for the soul. And today I am putting on this gold face mask. I don't even know how to pronounce this. Clé de Pau. I don't know if that's right. Please don't come for me. But I said it with confidence and it sounds legit, right? Clé de Pau. If it's not a thing, it should be a thing. On my lips, I have a little mask going on because tis the season for crusty, dusty lips. The temperature has dropped by two degrees and I am officially an alligator. What I like to do is use the KNC lip scrub on my lips. This is legit. It gets the dead skin off your lips and it it's kind of tasty. Uh, I think they put like sugar in it actually, but I don't recommend eating it. I think that might not be FDA approved, but, but it's a vibe. And then after that, you put this Laneige lip mask on this stuff is like butter okay it's it's for you to really sleep with it on but I actually really enjoy wearing it as like just a lip gloss sometimes so that's what I'm doing today I also have some bread hair product in my hair I was using the it's just our hair cream so that's what I have like for my little slick back bun going on because my hair is a little wet right now and honestly bread is a vibe bread you want to work together <laughs> anyways that's the self-care for today I hope you're doing your self-care if not today at some point it's really important um, but if not let this podcast be a little something to nurture you today and we're gonna have some fun okay I'm, I'm not here to like get serious about libidos like for real like let's not do that we really need to talk about it but it's going to be in a way that doesn't make you feel overwhelmed, I promise. So anyways, the reason I wanted to do this episode is because I've had quite a journey with my libido myself. I quite literally lost and found my libido and it came with a wide range of emotions and experiences that I wasn't really ready for. We all have different libidos. We all have different sex drives. And I really wish that we could look at it more as like a more as something on a spectrum rather than something that is black or white. And what I mean by that is I feel like at least I grew up thinking you had to be like this sexual goddess, like a complete horn monster, or you had to be like a devout Catholic. Okay. And anything in between just wasn't acceptable, right? I'm not either of those things. I wouldn't declare myself to be like the horniest person on the planet, but I'm also probably not going to be the first one to get into heaven. So I'm somewhere in between and not falling into either of those categories sometimes make me feel a lot of shame 
Um, if I'm not horny enough, I, I don't feel like I'm woman enough. And if I'm not, you know, a good, when I was more, I'm, I'm married now, I can slut it out, baby. But before I was married, if I wanted to, you know, explore who I was, I felt so much guilt around that. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I think it's so important for us to not look to society and what you see in movies and what you hear in rap songs as the standard. I think it's so important for us to look inward for that and figure out what is your normal. And I can't do this episode without addressing that part first because I know what my normal is. I'm a little bit in tune with myself there, but I realize that that's not the case. I've had friends who are literally like, I've never masturbated. And I'm like, what? Why? And they're like, I don't know how. And I know that's like, yeah, if this is, if it's like 7 a.m. for you, sorry, good morning, wake up. (laughs) But like, we're getting into it, okay? I feel like we just don't talk about it sometimes. And maybe we have like those few friends that we feel comfortable talking about it with. But it's so important for you to find that out about yourself. And whatever you need to do, I mean, if we need a whole new episode on how to figure out what turns you on, you guys let me know, okay? But that's not what this episode's about. But I wanted to mention that up front because if you don't have a baseline for what your libido even is, you can't really gauge it. You know what I'm saying? So the reason I was able to even pinpoint that I was having an issue with my libido is because I knew what my normal was. And my normal just like wasn't happening. Like I just wasn't feeling it. I was never really craving it at one point. And I had so much embarrassment behind it and shame. And I, looking back, I I just wish I was more compassionate towards myself and realizing that like your libido is not going to be a constant thing in your life. Like everything, it ebbs and flows, just like your happiness ebbs and flows. You have good days, you have bad days, you're going to have horny days, you're going to have days where you are drier than the Sahara Desert, and it's all good, okay? Things are not so random, and I think listening to your body is going to be the most important thing, but maybe, maybe you are someone who just has a low sex drive and nobody's ever validated that for you. So you think something's wrong with you. Nothing is wrong with you. If that's been your normal and that's just how you feel, then that's okay. We literally don't get caught up with the movies, with the music. Listen to yourself and know that if it's your norm, it's your norm. And that's why I think it's so important for us to look at libido on a spectrum rather than putting ourselves in boxes and saying you either have it or you don't because that's just not true. Okay, so getting into my personal experience with my libido, 2021 is when I started to realize I just wasn't feeling myself. I want to be clear, my libido was just a byproduct of a lot of things happening in my life at that time. My mental health was shit, absolute garbage shit in the dumpster, nowhere to be found. I was depressed, okay? And here's the thing. I was so down, just down bad, baby. So down bad that I really only had enough energy to get up and exist during the day. So um, yeah, I didn't have any energy to get my rocks off, okay? And for me, I felt like a bad partner to AJ. I'm like, 
I'm sorry. I just feel like shit right now. I am having trouble existing on planet Earth. And so I'm just really having a hard time live, laugh, loving. And I can't, I can't, nothing's doing it for me right now. It has nothing to do with you. And so then it, it it's like hard because you don't want it to, to like be projected onto your relationship. Luckily, I have a partner who's absolutely amazing and understanding that this wasn't a him problem. And I, I reassured him of that many, many times. This has nothing to do with you. And the, the roles have been reversed where he wasn't feeling it either. Like, because it's fucking normal. Not every day is a horny day. Okay. And we're both understanding about that. And I know sex is very important in relationships. I'm not downplaying that. But also, there it's not going to be perfect all the time. And I think as long as you can communicate that you need, you're like not in the best place right now, that's really important during those times, especially if you have a partner with a higher sex drive that feels validated through sex. I think then you might want to look at the optics a little different. For AJ and I, that's not a way that we validate our relationship. And for us, intimacy can look a lot of ways. I don't always feel like sex is the one way for me to feel close to AJ. I feel like there's so many other ways that we can do that and and we have options. So like it's you have to kind of figure out what intimacy can look like. How can you fill your cup if it's not necessarily going to be through sex? And I'm here to tell you it's not it doesn't have to be through sex. When you have these dips in your libido, there are other things that you can do to nourish the relationship and you don't have to feel like your relationship or like you are a failure in your relationship or like it's going to mess everything up. But I understand everyone handles that so differently. But I just want to bring to your attention, you you have options in terms of how to feel close to each other. So 2021, back to that, was really difficult for me just mental health wise. A lot of you follow my PMDD journey, which is a chronic illness I was diagnosed with. Uh, not really going to get into that in this episode, but you can check that out on my YouTube channel if you're interested. But because of that, I I had to kind of experiment with some medication. So I did get on antidepressants. And yeah, spoiler, antidepressants just freaking fried my libido, like the little bit that I did have. And it was interesting because for me, antidepressants, I feel like before I took antidepressants, I didn't have a sex drive. But when I would have sex, I would enjoy it, right? When I took antidepressants... I kind of craved it more, but I wouldn't enjoy sex as much. It, it's harder to climax, and a lot of people say that. So I was just really having a difficult time with antidepressants, and honestly, I didn't feel like it was what I needed for my situation, even though, yes, I was depressed, but my depression was like also a byproduct of a chronic illness that I felt defeated by. So really, when I started working on healing the chronic illness – the depression suddenly healed itself because that was why I was sad, okay? So getting to the root cause was really important. 
And that brings me to my next point, which was how many changes I made with my lifestyle. When I realized that the antidepressants weren't the vibe for me, I did get on birth control. And this was a step in the right direction, but I still knew that I had a lot of lifestyle changes to make in order for me to not be dependent on the birth control to feel better. And that was a personal choice. I'm not knocking anyone who wants to take birth control, but for me, I didn't want it to be a long-term thing. And I have a lot of opinions. Well, not opinions, some of these are backed by facts that there's a lot of fine print with birth control. And I think if you're on it, you really should research what you're on, the long-term, the short-term effects of that. And if there is any possible way to help you with PCOS, PMDD, if you struggle with any of these things. I'm a walking testament to this that I've figured it out for myself, but I healed myself through food. I healed myself through lifestyle. I worked with a nutritionist. I did all these things. It was not easy, but it was the the start to figuring out what was wrong with my body. I'm a huge believer that your body and what happens with your body is not random. Me losing my libido wasn't just something that fell out of thin air. My libido, and now I look at it this way, is a gauge on my health. My It's one of my health checks, just one of them. And it could be for many reasons. Maybe there's something going on internally, but it honestly could just be a mental thing too. I feel like I can speak for a lot of women at least that for us to get in the mood, we have to be mentally there first. If you're thinking about all the chores you have to do, if you're thinking about all the to-dos you have to do, all of your deadlines, what you're going to do with your kids, Of course, you're probably not going to be like rocks off, ready to bone when you're thinking of all these things. So it's the the truth of the matter is you're always going to have a to-do list. What we really should focus on is how can we separate ourselves from all the chaos that's going on and how can we block off more time to connect with ourselves and our bodies? It's hard. Easier said than done, Bria. Absolutely. And I have worked tirelessly to better myself with this, but I'm not going to even cap with you guys. It literally took professional help. Like I'm working with a therapist, a nutritionist. I've got a team of people that are helping me to get to a place that I just feel better in general. That was the main goal. But of course, having a libido is, is the cherry on top of everything else, okay? But you can't have that without first having your health so give yourself a little bit of grace and understand that your libido is a byproduct of everything else that's going on with you and honestly if you look at the list of reasons why and why not you wouldn't have a libido it's amazing that we even do have libidos considering everything going on in the world that that's kind of a turnoff okay i mean let's start with climate change uh freaking what's going on in iran right now like I'm sorry, I'm not horny for any of that. It's really, really upsetting and sad and you have to figure out how to block off time, detach from the internet, connect with yourself and honestly protect your mental health and your well-being. There's just so much going on and it's what I didn't know how to do in 2021 was I didn't understand how to protect my mental health, how to preserve it and how the things I could do to better it. And so I've spent literally two years since 2020 trying to figure out the best way to protect 
my peace. In turn, I've been rewarded with getting my libido back. Go figure. But for me, it was in, it was very, very mental. And it's still not perfect. Like I said, it ebbs and flows. So there are days when I'm feeling more in tune with wanting to do things versus not wanting to do things. But I, I'm more accepting that my libido is on a spectrum and it ebbs and flows. So... I'm not not being hard on myself is also a big piece of kind of finding like that sexual liberation too. When you're not putting pressure on yourself to be a sexual goddess, it's a lot easier to not be so hard on yourself and take everything so personal, whether that's with you or with your partner. Libidos are so complicated and I just, I don't know, I... I felt personally so isolated and like I was truly the only person on earth that was experiencing having like no sex drive when I was really suffering with my mental health. And that's why I really wanted to do this episode because I think it's important for you to remember that this is a natural part of your life. Just like having one or not having one, like whatever your normal is, it's it's nothing to be ashamed of if it changes at some point for you. If it doesn't, that's awesome too. We have to be a little more kind to ourselves with that, right? Back to lifestyle changes here. Getting a nutritionist, a therapist was really helpful for me, okay? Um, Figuring out what steps to take, how to, like I said, protect myself was, was huge for me. What really made me get serious about it was I was actually in the emergency room earlier this year. Some of you guys may have seen that. It wasn't fun. That bill that I got in the emergency room was someone's salary. I'm not kidding. It was literally someone's salary. It was quite literally the moment that made me realize the way that I am treating my body is not worth it. Financially not worth it. But also, it's my fucking body. And I wasn't I I was kind of playing victim to my circumstances and I was being willfully ignorant. What do I mean by that? So, for example, I told you guys I don't think everything that happens to your body is so random, okay? Your body is constantly talking to you. And if it's a choice, if you're going to listen to it or if you're going to disregard it as, this is just how my body is. And I feel like we as women, oh God, we are really milking this because we've made a meme of ourselves now. We literally act like it's cute and funny to have like, to be shitting our brains out. Like, oh my God, like only hot girls have belly issues. Shut the fuck up. That's not like, no, that's not normal. What are you doing? Pay attention to that. Actually go to the doctor. It's not cute. So I fall into this category I would be like, oh my God, yeah, I just like shit my brains out every time I eat something. And really, I'm like, yeah, I don't don't know why. Like, I have no idea why every time I eat, I feel like I'm dying. Um, bitch, you just literally ate a pot of queso. Are you joking right now? Are you, are you joking? You don't know why? You're literally peeing out your butthole? Stop. (laughs) Be for real. Part of it was like accountability. I wasn't doing the right things to my body. 
because I wanted to so just accept that I could like live this way and just rock on and live, laugh, love. And meanwhile, my body is literally screaming like, please help me. Once I had that hospital bill and I saw someone's goddamn salary on the bill, I was absolutely done with myself. Like, we're not doing this anymore, Bria. We got to change. And that was what really catapulted me into completely changing my lifestyle to be better than what it used to be. It's been about six months since I've been serious about my lifestyle and bettering my health. I'm not a stickler. I still enjoy myself. I still eat the things I want to eat. I still have fun. But it's it's more like I've learned the foods that can heal me, the foods that support my hormones, the foods that support my gut health. And in all of this, while I was just trying to heal myself from, you know, after my emergency room visit, suddenly I'm like, wait, I'm kind of horny. What? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm healing. Like this is amazing. It was a huge factor for me and I didn't even realize that was a huge part of it was my lifestyle at the time. I'll, I'll be quick with this part because telling you what I did with my lifestyle could go on for eons. Like it's been six months. It hasn't been easy. It's been a lot of work. But I would say a few things that I think drastically helped. I don't drink nearly as much as I used to, okay? One, two drinks with friends on the weekends, sure. I used to be like six drinks kind of girl. Not anymore. Um, Processed sugar. I have a massive sweet tooth and I used to self-soothe with a lot of desserts. Something stressful would happen. I would opt for some kind of sugar, ice cream, chocolate, whatever. I had to stop that. That was probably the hardest part for me. And now I'm not addicted to sugar like I used to be, but a lot of that came from supplementing my body. Sugar cravings are also a byproduct of other things. Usually it's a cry from your body that it needs other things, okay? So for me, once I got that under wrap, the sugar cravings weren't as bad anymore, okay? Um, Whole foods, literally just eating more whole foods and less foods that come from packages, Okay, so I'm going to leave you with those because I don't want to overwhelm you with too many of those, but we can do a whole nother episode on that, too. So when I started making these lifestyle changes out of the blue, I'm like, wait, like I have a libido again. This is amazing. And it was so exciting and just kind of a reward for like all this hard work, you know, and then it got even better when wait for it. I got off birth control. Yep. I stopped taking birth control and after that it was like the floodgates opened and I felt like I could actually feel my libido again like full blow I'm talking like like that libido you had when you first like hit puberty and you're like why do I always feel this way it was kind of like that when I came off birth control and I'm like geez I had no idea So it's worth questioning. It's worth asking if you've noticed a change with any medication. It's worth talking to your doctor and seeing if, you know, if not coming off of it, if maybe there's a better option for you. But I want to leave you with the fact that there are so many reasons why your libido can come and go, ebb and flow, peak and and dip or whatever you want to call it. And it's not always so random, okay? We live in a chaotic world with so much going on. And like I said, 
it's amazing that we even have libido in the midst of all of this sometimes. So be kind to yourself about that. Communicate with your partner and and be honest with yourself that there might be some shit going on that you need to take up care of first, whether that's internally, mentally, physically, whatever it is for you, it's probably not as random as you think. And your libido might just be trying to tell you something. Don't be so hard on yourself with this whole thing, whether you have a high sex drive or a low sex drive, whatever your normal is, you've got to figure that out. Like I said at the beginning of this, that is absolutely key. With me, I I know I summed it up into a short episode, but getting my libido back was a lot of work. It came with literally lifestyle changes. So I think we all got to just be nicer to ourselves and pay more attention to what our bodies are saying to us and take care of your mental health, figure out what's really going on with you. Just listen more to your body. The only person that can advocate for your health is you. And that includes your sexual health, right? Absolutely. I would love to know your thoughts on libidos. Shoot me a DM on Instagram, Hey Jones, and let me know. Let me know what what things are like for you because I want to talk more about this stuff with you guys. But thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Delusional Diaries. I will chat with you guys next week.